Welcome everyone to the Sadia Speaks podcast. I hope you're all doing well and before I dive into this week's episode, I wanted to give a background to who I interviewed this week. So I met Lanai at a panel for an event that we did back in, I think it was in December for uh, for the I Will campaign and Teach First. And so we did a webinar event talking about the racism in the education system in the UK. And that was an amazing event. And I felt like I resonated with everybody on the panel. And I really wanted to, you know, interview some of them, if not all of them, actually, um, for the podcast. And so Lana is my first guest from from the panel. And um Lana is 19, she's based in England and her purpose in life is to help others and um, she's very passionate about a lot of things but recently and very similar to me, she's been passionate about eradicating anti-black racism. Um, She's mainly an Iowa ambassador and I do ask her later on in the episode what an Iowa ambassador is and she she's currently studying children's nursing and she's a volunteering manager at Volunteering Matters. So as you can imagine, Lana has a lot on her plate. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode and please, 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 please do... Um, do write your reviews um, and do, you know, share with me your thoughts and let me know if there's somebody that you want me to interview or if you're a young person yourself and you have a story that you want to share, you have a message that you want to share on a larger scale, please do get into contact uh, with me at Sadia Speaks on Instagram. Now, let's get straight into it. Hello Lanai and welcome to the Sadia Speaks podcast. How are you and how has this year been for you so far? Okay, hello. I'm I'm really grateful for you having me on Sadia. I think the podcast is incredible. So um, thank you so much for having me. I am feeling really good today and I'm excited to having an interesting conversation with you because I know and we share a lot of the same values and views on certain things. So I'm really excited to um, explore further today. 100%. And honestly, the pleasure is mine. I think when we did the panel for Teach First, I was like, okay, some of these young people I really need to have with me on the podcast. And when I checked out your Twitter as well, I was like, wow, like this girl's been up to so many amazing things so I knew I just had to have you on just to speak about that and to dive deeper into your journey just because I feel like it's very similar to the journey that I've been on um even though we've we've done different things and we live in different cities but still there were so many things that I could relate to you on so the first question that I had for you was because you are an I will ambassador I wanted to ask you to explain to me and the listeners what is an I will ambassador and how did you become one 
Okay, um, so the iWall campaign um, was set up quite a few years ago now um, in order to make youth social action a norm for young people all over the UK. Um, so kind of, they wanted to start up something in which, yeah, they could normalize young people getting into volunteering um, and kind of taking action in their communities. And so um, through that um, and through like funders and lots of different organizations that all came together under this campaign, um, they every year they would have like a new cohort of I Will Ambassadors, which were basically kind of um, young people from all over the UK that were doing youth social action. And you could nominate yourself or someone else nominate you. So I have only been involved for a year. And a year ago, um, one of the lovely people at my charity that I was volunteering for, they actually nominated me um, to become an I Will Ambassador. And I was a bit confused myself when I got put forward. I was like, wow, this is amazing, um, but what is it? And essentially what I've realized now, I've been an ambassador for a year. It's just really a chance for me to expand um, my voluntary work, um, expand what I'm, you know, doing uh, and yeah, get my voice heard, but also um, speaking about things I'm passionate about as well. So it's a really exciting opportunity and the campaign is coming to a close with Step Up to Serve, but it is now being taken by Volunteering Matters in UK Youth. Um, so that's some really exciting news that this campaign to kind of get all young people to say I will will continue so yeah that's amazing so firstly I want to say congratulations because that's a huge achievement and secondly you talked about which is very funny because I feel like as young people we kind of just rush through our achievements and the things that we're doing um because you said like the things that I'm doing we want to know let us know what is it that you're doing, um, what is it that you were doing, um, what is it that you're still doing, because I know you told me that you volunteered, you volunteered in your community and stuff, um, but just tell us a bit more about that, because you really did rush past that. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely something about, um, yeah, rushing past it, we definitely need to <laughs> stop doing that. Um, so, about five years ago, nearly four and a half years ago, um, I started volunteering at the charity Volunteering Matters, specifically on the WhatsApp project, which stands for Women Against Sexual Exploitation and Violence Speak Up. And essentially, um, it's an award-winning project, project. It's eight years old and it's made up of a group of women where the minority is actually white British um, who create trauma-informed um, educational toolkits to help professionals and young people um, gain knowledge about our key issues such as domestic abuse and exploitation and gang grooming, um, but also to help them to find the safe pathways out of um, those social issues and um, we're really passionate about making what we do accessible so it was started by three young women with English as an additional language so we're very passionate about making sure um, 
you know, our toolkits are actually, we use a lot of drama and poetry and videos that we create that don't have to have dialogue. Um, and it's been a really amazing experience and I've got to do some incredible things during my, my time volunteering. So for example, I was able to sit on the Suffolk Safeguarding Board to inform um, kind of youth policies and to look at the gaps in provisions. Um, and we're still working with the Safeguarding Board kind of in partnership um, to help make kind of um, the legislation that's there to support young people actually right for them. Um, and yeah, mostly I've kind of been involved in the delivery of toolkits um, and we've delivered to roughly 4,000 young people and professionals across Suffolk. Um, so it's been something really amazing to be part of. And I um, have really grown as an individual um, being part of the group and been able to access things like the I Will campaign and to kind of become empowered through other women um, to find my voice and to find um, kind of who I want to be um, when I grow up because obviously I got involved when I was kind of 14, 15 um, and I can't see myself ever not being involved so um, yeah. Wow, that's so amazing. And you know, already, I think you're only 19. And that's just so many great achievements. And it's such a beautiful journey to be able to give back to your community at a very young age and to be serving a cause which fights exploitation, violence and abuse against women and young people you know it's a very sensitive topic as well and so I wanted to ask you like how did you feel when you first got involved how do you feel now and what does it actually mean to you to be able to be involved in these projects and be able to give back to your community so it is a really um, sensitive topic and I'm saying the word youth social action a lot and I'll kind of break that down into into three steps because I know it's sometimes quite a difficult concept to grasp. So youth social action, it starts with young people identifying or experiencing issues in their communities. Um, the second part is that they are provided, for example, through a charity, a safe space to discuss these issues. And finally, they're provided with the tools or the platform to raise awareness about these issues and to ultimately create positive change. Um, and so when I kind of got involved in WhatsApp, not only was I kind of blessed with having um, kind of a safe space to speak about things that I was going through um, and share them with the professionals and other young people who related to me, um, but also we were kind of the, the safeguarding element of our work is really um, important. So we use the characters of Astra and Patrick, who are kind of, we say they're everyone, um, is kind of pitched at a 15 year old girl. And when we deliver toolkits or we go and work with young people, we use Astra because we don't want young people to stand up and to have to have their master status. We want them to be able to say, hi, I'm Lanai and this is my achievements, instead of saying, hi, I'm Lanai and my negative experiences, um, because young people are so much more than that. And so 
we use Astra in our in our delivery so often I kind of pretend to be Astra and I kind of will read a diary entry from her or do a piece of drama um, from what her life is like living in a household with domestic abuse um, and often in our deliveries we will then say to people okay what if Astra is now um, a Portuguese girl who doesn't have much English or what if Astra is now a Muslim young woman how would that change how these experiences have impacted her and so it's really pushed me to um, kind of tackling the unconscious bias that exists in our society um, and it's even as well my volunteering has helped me to get like my university place um, and employment and so I really think volunteering sometimes it can seem like well why would I work for free um, but it's not about about how many hours you give it's about being part of something that's meaningful and in it can end up contributing so much to your life as well as what you give to others yeah 100 um, yeah 100 I definitely agree with that and I think it's just such a cool project um it's the first time that I've heard of a project that delivers toolkits in such a creative way through poetry and written pieces it's very very cool and you know, I'm just thinking it probably makes the young people involved in the sessions think about the, the topics and the issues you're addressing in a different way. And it removes the stigma that's normally attached to it as well. Um, and that's why I really, really like the idea. I wanted to add, because I think you emphasise this point so well in terms of volunteering. It's one of them opportunities that gives you so much and adds so much value to your life. I remember when I first started volunteering in my community, it was around the same age as you. And it's only when I look back, I realise how much it really uh, gave me and how much it made me like grow as a person in terms of personal development as well. But during that time, there were certain things that, of course, I didn't acknowledge. And um, it's only now that I've grown up a bit, I, I acknowledge them. Um, but I remember like volunteering really allowed me to get a different insight into my community because I was volunteering in sports, set, sports settings and different sporting environments. And so sometimes, you know, it would be really big competition events and um, I would be able to network with people from all over Wales and as a black Muslim girl you know I had my own little community here and so it was nice to get an insight into um into different I'd say a different community and speak to different people speak to older people and listen to them and you know just listen to the advice that they would they would give me you know I'd, I'd ask questions I'd make sure that um I'd ask questions to just find about their roles and what they're doing in life um and I realize now like those experiences like they've really really shaped me and what I realize is that each volunteering opportunity would just open a different um a different door and a new door for me and then you know it would be a door after that and a door after that so it's such a cool venture to be on I think volunteering and you know it's not looked at that way in schools um like we're not t taught about like just that aspect of it like the personal development aspect of it instead we're just taught taught like 
you know, how it's just great for our CVs, how it's amazing for university and all of this stuff, but it could really change your life, um, even in just a small a small number of years, it's just about that consistency. Because um, you mentioned it yourself, like now, now that you've been volunteering for a couple of years, you're not just in employment, but you're able to find yourself, grow into yourself, and network with even more people. And now, for me, I don't know if you can relate to this as well, but networking with like-minded with like-minded young people too like that's a really big thing for me and that's why I'm so excited about you know social media and what I'm doing right now with this podcast um, because it allows me to connect with like-minded young people and it doesn't matter where where they're at and where they're based in the world you know um if they're also passionate about change and passionate about, you know, personal development and other things as well that are very similar to me, like that's that's all that matters. And so one of the things that I really related to you was um, that I just saw the fire that you had, which is very similar to how I feel about the race issue that we have in the UK. And that's another reason why I wanted to speak to you and have you on the podcast, because that's something else I think that you've taken up this past year. So I want you to tell me more about what it was that sparked that fire inside of you and made you think, okay, I have to speak about my experiences. I have to amplify the voices of other young people that have also experienced very similar very similar things to me um definitely I think um I've always um of course been very um interested in in being part of tackling um anti-black racism in the UK and um of course throughout my childhood and adolescence I um had kind of negative experiences of um kind of um, bullying and things like that that were racist but I was never really able to articulate that um, because the school curriculum didn't um, kind of teach me um, about that and it was kind of kind of felt like well this is how it's going to be I'm you know um, not living in a city and so there isn't many um, black people and so you know when I go into school and things like that maybe this is just something I should expect um and when I came into volunteering um I kind of was empowered to realize that actually a lot of my experiences um had been that I shouldn't have accepted or I shouldn't people shouldn't have um been able to kind of deny what I'd been through as banter or jokes or um you know you're you're taking it too seriously um and so yeah for the for the past year especially with the um kind of the uprising of the Black Lives Matter movement I really wanted to part of that change because I'm privileged enough to um kind of be here and to be able to raise my voice so why wouldn't I do that um to try for my community um so yeah yeah I think it was very similar to me as well there was something inside of me that made me realize that there's so much that needs to be done 
and as black people it's not our responsibility however what I feel is that we can't wait around for other people to take that responsibility on or for other people to wake up because the younger generations are growing up and I don't know about you but I have younger siblings and I don't want my sister to grow up and feel the same way that I felt and it was also about realizing that those experiences impact every young person in in a different way and you know it's a struggle but some young people like have more support than other young people so at least that that impact it's just not as detrimental as others in some cases that you that you hear about um and so it just made me realize like I just can't sit around and wait whilst it's just ruining people's lives and people are growing up with many you know issues whether it's confidence self-esteem whether it's mental health and just so many other things social anxiety and yeah I just I had to get up and I had to just um, educate myself a bit because I feel like when it comes to social activism as well you know you have your own experiences but it just doesn't hurt to educate yourself more to find out more about the issue because that's when you can make the greatest impact if you're you know you're just well educated on the issue and that was the first step for me after educating myself I took part in like a peer research project that really gave me an insight into the issues that we have in schools in Wales in terms of racial inequality and that just built a bigger fire inside of me because I was like nothing has changed over the years (laughs) pardon me nothing has changed over the years um and it was just about like just seeing how it had impacted my peers in similar way or even in some cases it was just worse that really angered me as well and so I was like all right okay um now what can I do now that I have a uh, I have my personal experiences um I've gotten a bit of an insight into you know my community and the country that I live in um in terms of educ and the issue in terms of the education system what can I do next and then it was just about speaking up you know and there's so much power in speaking up you know you spoke at one of the UK youth the young and black event and I spoke at another one and this is something that we can touch upon but I didn't realize how there was so much that I had never spoken about before and just how it was kind of a relief that I that I felt after like a huge weight was just lifted off my shoulder because there was a lot that I had never shared with anybody before and a lot that I think you know um was just in the back of my mind somewhere and I wanted to move on and 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 ask you how did it feel for you and how did you feel after the the event knowing that you had shared your own experiences and shared a platform with others that shared their experiences of racism in the UK as well 
I think there's a lot of occasions where as um, a young black community, sometimes it can feel like when we speak up, it is tokenistic or um, kind of the feeling that you can pour out your heart of your experiences of, of racism and oppression and only for, for someone to, to kind of have sympathy for you, but not to feel motivated enough to, to make change. Or um, So I think being part of the Hashtag Young and Black campaign with UK youth, um, it was a, was a truly safe space um, for us to all connect and relate to each other, but also being all together, we had the power to really um, kind of push for, for what we wanted. We really didn't hold back. We weren't being careful about what we say. And I think all of the time, um, especially in the black community, there's so many rules on us about, you have to speak like this and be like this. Otherwise people think you're angry or too much. Um, and we really didn't have to worry about um, not fulfilling those negative stereotypes. We were just being black and strong and proud about it. And um, it was a really healing process as well because I was able to really um, kind of, as I was talking about my experiences to also reflect on those and to realize how far I've come since then. Um, and something that I really love poetry and I'm gonna read um, a little segment from Maya Angelou's poem, I Rise, because I feel like it's so um, appropriate to kind of the feeling of empowerment I felt um, when I kind of speak up. So out of the huts of history, shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide welling and swelling I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. And yeah, I just think it's, it's very significant because although this is a very difficult time for us, um, I think we are still continuing to go and to push for what we know is right. Um, and I wanna be part of that. I wanna be every day um, to be part of making the change that I wanna see in the world. So um, I'm really happy that I've met other young, um, like-minded young people like yourself um, because we need to work together um, and connect with each other in order to, to keep going. Um, so yeah. Yeah, 100%. And thank you so much for reciting that poem so beautifully. It nearly brought a tear to my eye because I could just relate to it so much. I think it's such a beautiful poem, which I haven't heard before. So thank you so much. And I also wanted to say in regards to connecting with like-minded young people, I think it's so empowering and uplifting to see when other young people also speaking out about the things that you're passionate about and the things that, that you want to change, you know that you're not alone and you're all fighting for the same cause and you're supporting each other along the way and kind of rooting each other on. And I think it's definitely really nice to do things like have conversations like this and showcase them. So 
other young people can listen to them and hopefully they feel inspired as well and they know that they can also speak up about the things that they're going through and also just the things that they're passionate about as well and so before rounding up the podcast I wanted to ask you two questions and the first one is how can young people get involved in volunteering and give back to their community in your opinion? I think a lot of young people are doing volunteering and youth social action without even realising it helping an old person cross the roads, um, yeah. <laughs> for mum if she's working really late. There's so many things that young people do every day and they don't even realise the power that it holds. So the first thing is really recognise and celebrate who you are um, and the, the achievements um, you have in your life because you social action really um, can only start once you feel comfortable and you love yourself um and in terms of getting involved you know it might be that as I said new social action starts of kind of experiencing or identifying um issues so maybe it's you think about a time that a friend or yourself or a world issue that made you really feel something and feel like that was wrong maybe um, and do some research online or maybe there might not be a group that is out there on the topic that you're interested in um, so you can start something yourself even if it's just on social media just like you've done yourself with with your podcast you just started something and you're recording it and you're just talking to different people um, and so kind of the last thing as well is don't don't think that you have to have a traditional confidence in order to be making change. You don't have to use your physical voice, maybe doing art or, um, you know, something like that is, feels more comfortable for you. Um, you don't have to become this confident person that speaks everywhere. Like um, that's not what it's about. It's just about doing something that's meaningful and only give, um, if you're kind of getting back something from it, um, it's always worth a try, you know? You might get involved in a volunteering group you see online and it's not for you. That's okay, but trust me, you'll find something eventually um, and you never know how much um, it can provide you with. So it's always worth a try. Yeah, I love that. And I think you pointed out something so important. You got to realise that everyone is different. And so don't be afraid to fight and give in your own creative way. Like speaking might not be for everyone. Um, It could be, like you said, through art, poetry. It could be through anything. It could also be through the use of sports as well. You know, a lot of people run and donate for a certain cause with social media as well. We have an even more, um, like a broader field in the sector to explore social action. And so I would definitely say to do what makes you feel comfortable because it is going to be uncomfortable. So you might as well do something that sits right with you. Um, For me, I know it's speaking. That's what I want to do. And that's why this podcast is so important to me. That's why connecting with other young people, doing panels and stuff like that is also another thing that's really 
important for me too and for someone else it might be something different it might be going to poetry workshops and then showcasing that poetry online and at events so that was something that I wanted to emphasize on the last question that I had which as a uni student I really need advice on this so you're currently studying your second year at university and you're doing uni- uh, you're doing nursing as well which is a really demanding course so I wanted to ask you how are you able to manage all of your projects um, to work as well and just look after yourself have your own schedule for yourself whilst also study at university yeah it's definitely a lot um I currently have two jobs. I'm volunteering and full-time uni student. Um, But you know, if this pandemic has taught us anything, um, it's that we can't really plan ahead sometimes in the way we'd like to, you know, having your five-year plan of I'm gonna do this then and things like that. And um, kind of seeing how difficult this pandemic was for all of us, it only kind of highlighted struggles we were already having um, way before this pandemic. And so I just feel that I am looking after myself, but I am definitely pushing myself more than ever because I feel that um, I have a roof over my head. I have a Wi-Fi to be on Zoom calls. I have a place at university. I am so, so blessed. And I feel that I would not be doing those blessings justice if I didn't work really hard. So sometimes I am really tired and, but I feel at the same time, really my heart is so full even when I'm really tired because I think actually I've been able to meet some really incredible people and to learn so much. And we're growing all every day. Um, And I think as well, it's not, I really am conscious as well about kind of not being like, oh, I do this, 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 and this, and this, and how amazing am I? Uh, Because it's, that's not what I mean by it, because I really think we should celebrate getting up in the morning and being able to go for a walk and being able to just have a conversation with someone, because sometimes those things are really difficult. And so we have to celebrate all of our achievements and really care for yourself. Don't try to limit your screen time, try to ensure you're drinking enough water before you wake up in the, when you wake up in the morning, don't go straight to the phone or um, just get straight up, you know, have, do some stretches, look out the window. um, And just one more thing, like something that I have done for a few years is kind of when I get up in the morning or just before I go to bed, I kind of count my blessings. I really think about what I'm grateful for but also a goal I have for myself for the next day. And that kind of forms a a good self-motivation for me because I think, okay, um, today I didn't do this so well. So tomorrow I'm gonna try and do it better um, because, you know, tomorrow's always a new day. So, um, you know, we can always improve and and grow. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I really like that. So to me, it sounds like you try to have that balance. And I think it's something that I've been trying to create for myself. It has been a bit of a struggle. But to be fair, 
um, actually before jumping on this podcast, I was looking at my modules and I got a bit, I got a bit stressed out and overwhelmed because I have quite a few this semester, but I had to remind myself, like, you just have to take it a step at a time because you're already doing enough. And yes, you can do more, but firstly, just make sure you appreciate and you you give yourself that recognition for what you're already doing. And then you can look at, okay, well, this is what I need to improve on. This is where I was lacking today. Maybe I was procrastinating a lot. Maybe I woke up late, whatever it was. And then set yourself one goal, like just one goal for the next day. And then when that day comes, make sure you smash that goal. Um, that's what I've been struggling with, but that's what that's why I just you know do to kind of push through it um, and to keep myself on track. And another thing I wanted to say, which was because you said this yourself, it's all about being grateful for what we already have and making the most out of it as well. I think that's one of the things that I'm also working on. (laughs) You know, instead of crying and feeling sorry for myself for having a weird and just an unpleasant university experience studying from home, I tried to say to myself, well, firstly, at least you can actually study from home and secondly just think about how this experience is going to benefit you if not now then in the future to kind of have that twist to it like in the future what do you want to do um we all have goals for five years or we all have that career goal you know whatever it is and so I always say to myself okay how is this how is this a lesson? Like, what is this teaching me? What is this training me for? You know, uh, because there's a lesson in every experience. Um, and so I asked myself, how is this helping you out right now? Um, whether it was, you know, later on, you might want to work, like I actually might want to work from home, have my cute little office and stuff. And so, it's like, okay, it might be giving me that experience to get things sorted out, have a daily routine and just figure out what works best for me in terms of how to structure my day. And yeah, I wanted to add that on, especially when you mentioned gratitude. Um, I think it's just another way of looking at things because it's when we're in the situation, it's difficult for us to look at look at like the fruits and look at that growth and just the potential and the great things that can come out of it but when we take a step outside and look at it in a different lens then it's just it gives us something to keep going forward with and so before wrapping up the podcast is there anything that you want to add um, I just think on on your point, just not putting too much pressure on ourselves, especially mm-hmm. as um, the black community, um, really care for yourself like never before. And don't worry if some weeks you just can't even reply to, to friends or you you can't work as hard as you think you should be because you are the most important thing. Um, and really 
um, about kind of protecting your energy and peace. So anything that infiltrates that, just cut it. Like, you know, for, even for me, during the, the movement opening Instagram every day and seeing a lot of horrific videos about what was happening to our brothers and sisters in, in the UK and in um, America, it was really harrowing to see that. And so I, I had a social media cleanse and I knew, hey, I can come back to it. That will always be there. But actually you have to put, put yourself and, and your peace first. So don't put too much pressure um, on yourself. And, you know, before, like a few years ago, where, where my New Year's resolutions would be just so crazy, like achieve things that are just much too big. And I think it's really important to dream big, but also to be, realistic so my resolution this year was just to speak to my granny every single day um and that's something I know I can achieve and I want to do it and even though really it's my goals might be what well, my mum would say as well like pass your degree please <laughs> um, I'm just trying to like you know um realize what's important to me and focus on that and everything else can come after um because if I'm not helping and I'm not looking after myself then nothing's going to happen um so yeah I love that and I think it's a great way to end the episode guys please look after yourself you come first and everything else comes after that if you don't feel right and you don't feel good things aren't going great for you then all the things that you're worrying about, whether it's your work, whether it's your studies, whatever it is, those aren't going to be right. Like they're just not going to work out because it all begins with you. How can you achieve to your fullest potential or to the standard that you've set yourself if you're not feeling great? So that's a question that, you know, I'm going to just put out there for people to just reflect on. And yeah, thank you so much, Lanai. Um, Take care and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much, Sadia.